Nine minutes past two o'clock. My name is Noreen Mayer. Thank you so much for tuning in to the One Two Three Show. And I'm really excited because on the line right now, I'm joined by the one and the only Sadia Osmani for this week's Chinwag. <laughs> Sadia, so nice to speak to you. How are you doing? Good afternoon, Noreen. I'm well, thank you. Um, still doing well. I'm coming to Hong, coming back to Hong Kong tomorrow. Woo. My flight is tomorrow evening. Yes, and I'm delighted to know that all my quarantine has been shortened now. Fingers crossed, it stays like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's such such good timing because you fly back tomorrow and and then you'll only do three days of hotel quarantine that's brilliant and so mm-hmm. will the hotel refund you accordingly then yes 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 I've, I've read it said that you know the hotels may take a little bit of time but they will and so that's a relief as well that's just nice to know that you know you get your money back Exactly. So that's good. Oh, well done then. Well, this is then your last chinwag before you fly back. So what have you got for our listeners this afternoon? Okay. Well, I've got an interesting one. I think maybe I may have talked about this before, but supposedly there's some new research about hugging and happiness. And supposedly there's sort of four new scientific insights into this. Um, And I think we all kind of know that, you know, hugging generally is a good thing in that it decreases stress and it positively affects sort of physical health in many ways, including things like, you know, lowering blood pressure. Um, However, there is a a scientific study that was done recently um, which shows the effects psychological about, uh, you know, the effects of hugging on psychological well-being. Um, which is something that hasn't been done before, supposedly. Now, this new study published in the scientific journal, Journal of Nonverbal Behavior, was focused on investing how hugging relates to general life and satisfaction and daily moods. And um, and basically what it's done, it's used um, a kind of research method called ecological momentary assessment, um, which is EMA. And they did this on sort of 94 adults. And EMA actually means that volunteers were not invited, say, to a lab and tested there. Um, like lots of the studies are done like that, the traditional ones on psychological things. But instead, what they did is they, they received a kind of online link to a short questionnaire about hugging, mood and self, and life satisfaction. And they did this sort of questionnaire every day for a period of one week. And the method is thought to be more sort of realistic and it should capture like everyday behavior compared to laboratory testing, which puts people in a very artificial situation. And so the research team found four sort of main things in this. This is interesting, right? First of all, it said that Saturday is hugging day. Okay, which which makes sense to a certain extent because, you know, people have time and they're, they're more likely to hug because they're not so stressed about work and things like that. And said, on average, past, participants in study hugged about six times per day, um, but there were huge differences between people. While some people never hugged, the participants with the most hugs hugged 150 times. Um, oh. It says that the day of the week, actually statistically was significant on the you know on how people hugged so the most hugs happened on a saturday about 10 followed by sunday about nine hugs and the fewest hugs happened on mondays 
Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And that was about sort of four each, while Thursdays and Fridays were in between about six hugs. It's interesting because I was just thinking about this research and I thought, we really, you know, they've obviously asked these guys to write these things down, but to take keep track of your hugs is kind of probably a thing in itself as well, you know, especially if you've got kids. So, so that was kind of... That was number one. That was the, the first insight, that the, t- the day was the significant thing for being Saturday. And number two, f- they said four is the magic number. Association was strongly affected by relationship status. Um, uh, let me see now. Hang on. Let me get the four here. Yeah. The research team investigated how many people each person hugged per day. And a high number of hugs could be achieved by hugging one person very often or by hugging many people a few times. And this whole thing for us at the moment, certainly in Hong Kong, you know, people are probably, um, whether or not people are still inclined to hug at the moment is, you know, you'd have to question because certainly like here in the in the UK at the moment, things seem to have settled down completely where COVID is concerned. So I can see now people on the street and, you know, when you go to a restaurant or something, if they see somebody new, then immediately they hug them and stuff. So that's coming back now because I suppose hugging to a certain extent has now reduced significantly because of the whole COVID issue absolutely but you know this hugs, but even handshakes whenever i meet somebody new like a, a guest coming to the studio I, I i you know there's a sort of double take I, I extend my hand and i see them looking at my hand thinking gosh should i shake in and then i feel sort yeah. of self-conscious like what have i done i've yeah. just offered a handshake so there's that sort of um um mm. da- like dance to like even with a handshake yeah. there used to be the elbow yeah. but i feel like that's sort of gone out of yeah. fashion a little yes. bit. So, yes. I, I don't know, like the, a nod of the head. You can never, yeah, can't go wrong with that. Yes, <laughs> because because I don't know, you know, even like with hugging, say, in Hong Kong, I would say that, you know, people, they, they are very careful. I suppose you, you would if you were within a family and you had your kids around you and you had your close family who you were meeting on, on a regular basis, things like that. But, you know, generally out in the public, I, I don't know how many people are feeling comfortable to be able to do that. Obviously, people have masks and things on. But, you know, I think COVID has certainly affected how we do this. So this this study, you know, is really based on where these things are not actually having an effect. So as I was saying, like, you know, they were saying that, you know, it, that the number of times you hug people, on average, it said that people hugged about four other people per day. So, you know, I think you'd have to take some of these stats with a pinch of salt, thinking, okay, right now we don't, but on average, that is what we will do once things settle down and thang. Um And then it's just, and then also, I suppose you have to look at that there are differences between people where hugging is concerned. There are some people who are much more touchy-feely and tactile compared to others. There, are, In some families, hugging is not something that comes naturally. And perhaps in certain cultures as well, you know, this might be okay for Western cultures and stuff like that. Or actually, maybe more in particular customs, because I do think that like, you know, certainly like in France, or in, uh, like if you think of Middle East and stuff, hugging like is done almost as a greeting with people when they meet them. So, you know, it may vary uh, across the board if you're looking at the world. And it says some people did not hug anyone 
during the seven-day period of the study while one participant hugged as many as 110 people. So that could be like personality-based too, what you feel comfortable about. People who are more, say, extroverted may be doing a lot more compared to people who are introverted. These are just things I'm looking at. It's not from the study. I'm just saying that, you know, I suppose we need to keep those things in mind. Um, and it said that, you know, obviously the Saturday thing and the Sunday thing is there because people have the time and things. And then but and then the third thing that they were really talking about was that the more hugs for sure equaled better mood. Um, the research group investigated the association between hugging and mood, personality and feelings of loneliness. And people who hugged generally had more positive moods and they felt less sort of lonely than people who embraced less. Um, so maybe hugging can lead to a more positive mood, but it could also be that people that generally have a better mood are more likely to get hugged by others. <laughs> so that's a, I mean, that makes sense as well. Um, um, regarding personality, there was also the negative association with neuroticism. And, and then it's also said that, you know, Things like you could show feelings of anxiety and depression, fear and anger, um, you know, based on these these things like you may feel better if you're if you're hugging, if you have that contact. But some people who suffered from certain types of anxiety and depression and stuff were maybe less likely to, you know, maybe less neurotic people hugged more. So it all depended on, you know, your own condition in itself. The last thing was that they said that, you know, singles benefit more from hugs than couples. It's quite interesting, um, maybe because they are alone. So it said that, um, that, you know, co-authors, they investigate the association between hugging and general life cycle, but did not find any significant effects of the direct association. So um, it said that, you know, there was only a weak association for people in a relationship. There was a strong and positive relationship between hugging and life satisfaction for singles so maybe pe pe people who are living alone and stuff because they don't have somebody living with them are more inclined to need it to to stay well. Um, so I don't know. I mean, how about you? You must like, because you've got children and things like that. Hugging, is that something that's part of the family? Is that something you do naturally in your family and in the generation before you? Yeah, that's a really good question. It sort of made me think about, um, I was raised by my grandma and she's definitely not a huggy type, um, my, my Chinese maternal side. Um, and over the years, because I went to an international school, I learned, it's sort of a learned behavior. You know, my friends hug me, I hug them back. And then over the years, I sort of brought that Western element back to, to mm, the Chinese mm, side. Um, mm. And now um, my she's now 88, going to be 89, and she looks forward to my hugs. You know, every time you know I say bye to her, we'll, I'll give, we'll, we'll give each other a hug. And that's sort of oh. really, really nice. Um, and it sort of oh, made me, that's nice. Yeah, it sort of made me wonder why that is the case. I mean, why the generation before weren't that huggy, touchy-feely? But maybe it really is um, their parents' 
parents didn't do that to them. So then they, they never end up mm. really showing affection in that way. And that's not to say, you know, Chinese people, I suppose, very similar to, to the South Asians. Um, uh, well, yeah. even I'm uh, half Pakistani and they'd show you through food, you know, eat this, you know, and then show your love through, yeah. show, show love yeah. through food. Yeah, there are different ways, probably. As you said, you know, maybe that the hugging is replaced by different things that they do. Um, I know that, that, you know, I had a, a very good friend from Thailand who was staying with me for some time. And I remember when she initially came um, and we, you know, she was staying like uh, staying in our house for a while and, and she didn't hug at all. Like she was not. And she used to tell me that she had never seen because she saw that in our family we did a little bit, although I don't compare to my my family, but certainly my husband's family does a lot. And she was saying that she'd never actually seen her parents sort of being very touchy-feely or, you know, holding hands or, or hugging. And then she lived with us for about a year. And by the time she left, she was, she was doing it. Like, it's a bit like what you just said, that you brought it back with you and you started to introduce it in your family and people did that. And I think certain cultures are less inclined to do that and they're not so touchy-feely. But I think it isn't something that can, you know, that can change over generations if somebody introduces it. It's almost like a, a, a sort of boundary that you have that you think, I'm not sure whether I'm comfortable, you know, going past this boundary. And it just takes somebody to to pass that boundary and think, no, no, let's do this. And then you feel, okay, now I feel more comfortable about it. So it's probably to do with your environment and people around you that you become more inclined towards it. But I mean, I can just see that, yeah, there's a real positive point. I, I was brought up in a family where we didn't do it. We didn't hug so much. And there was very much, very little sort of tactile stuff. So it's taken time to kind of get used to it. And I can still fall into this thing where I don't do it, you know, even to the kids as they're older and stuff. So so it's an interesting thing, really. You, I mean, you know, when you think about it just hugging and stuff. It ways, because I don't think yeah. I was overly hugged as a child, but it sort of made me really huggy because I didn't really get that. So yeah. I, I make sure that... Because you wanted it. Right. Exactly. So now I make sure the kids get it. And and luckily that, that they're at this age, well, they're so little, that they, they really enjoy it. But I'm, I don't know, I'm counting down the days until they think it's not so cool to be hugged by mum in public. Now, if they fall down yeah. the playground... All they want is just to run back to you and, you know, run home and say, I've hurt myself. You know, I tripped and they just want to yeah. hug. But yeah, who knows? <laughs> yeah, I think I think that probably as kids get older and they reach puberty and stuff and then they get so they get self-conscious about themselves. Yeah, don't hug They're me, also, Get away yeah, from me. Yeah, and they're getting a bit confused about relationships and also they may be much more conscious of, you know, other people and, and people that they like and people that they don't like and then they might think, no, no, if my mom hugs me or, or I show this, it's kind of revealing a bit too much about me and I'm, a, I'm, I'm an adult now and I don't need that kind of stuff. You know, so so you do reach a set, and and I suppose it also depends on genders. That you know, maybe girls are less likely to get kind of uh, they don't mind all the hugging and things like that. But then you know, boys might think it's much more of a, you know, that might you know might be an issue where they think it's a bit more manly to be able to do that. And it depends on your gender too, as to how you feel, how comfortable you feel about things like that. 
So, I mean, you know, I see like in certain cultures and certainly India and Pakistan, these sort of places, it's it's a very common thing for, you know, men and men to be walking hand in hand and in the street because oh, it's yeah. just, they just do it. When I first went to Pakistan for, uh, for a holiday, I noticed so many men were holding hands and holding pinkies. Yeah. <laughs> it was so cute. Yeah, and you kind of, you initially think for, you, for, for people in the West or in other countries and stuff, sometimes people may think oh is it to do with gender is it to do with you know are they is it that they you know they're, they're gay or whatever yeah but but then it's like it's just something that seems to be quite common and then they will hug they will quite hug other men and and so they, they're not conscious of that well certainly here in the uk uh, you know in the uk or in the west um men hugging each other is probably not something that is is naturally done while in other places. So so I think culture has a huge place in it as to how comfortable you are. It can be not or yes. But but generally what's come through from the study is that you know that it has a positive effect on your life, you know, where, you, you know, certainly positive moods and making you feel much more confident perhaps and light and stuff. So, I mean, that's probably what's come out that, yes, it's good. It's good for your mood. It's good for general life satisfaction. Um, and it's a good thing to do. And certainly loneliness. And I think, as you said about your grandmother, that as you get older, you probably need that just for reassurance that you're there. Somebody's there and looking after you and giving you that direct contact. And you may lose it. You may lose your partner and you may not get it from other people's. So, so interesting. I just thought it was an interesting subject because it's always something that, you know, I'm conscious of. And, and when they do studies, it's obviously an important thing about your life, you know. So, so yeah, let's it, go it, back and hug, you know. Yeah, it reminds me of, um, I think I saw a few years ago in uh, Japan, they offer services, uh, um, a hugging service where if, if you want to oh. rent a friend to hug you um, <laughs> because there's a real sort of um, uh, anti-loneliness campaign going on uh, in, in Japan mm. where it's quite easy. It's, it's a place that's quite easy to, to, to be alone. Um, and I think I've seen various documentaries where people um, sort of choose not to get married, choose not to have children, especially in the younger generation. Mm. So a lot of them end mm. up uh, feeling uh, uh, alone. So there's a sort of anti-loneliness uh, campaign and um, mm. th there are uh, people who, uh, who offer services for hugging and also um, there's also a, a hugging chair. I remember reading something. Yeah, don't, don't, don't quote me over. But I'm pretty sure, yes, there was an anti, there was a hugging chair in Japan. If Yeah, I've just Googled oh. it. Yep. Well, listen, yeah. Oh, right. So uh, that works like the the chair kind of winds around you a little bit or something, or it's got arms or something, yeah? Yeah, so it's a, it's a, it's like an armchair, but stuck onto the armchair is like a giant doll, if you like, with arms. So you sit there <laughs> um, and, and you can just, yeah, be, be hugged by, by yeah. the hugging chair. There are cushions and stuff that you can buy like that too, big massive cushion things, which you just almost sit on, sit, um, you know, you lean against them and they have these big arms that you can actually bring around you and you can hug. So there are things made like that, um, which probably to comfort people when they're sitting in their, on their beds and stuff like that. I know my dad, my dad is um, 91 and my dad has this kind of, 
cushion thing that he keeps on his bed when he sits and and that too has big arm things and he sort of wraps around if for him it's good for him to lean when he feels a bit frail and stuff like that but i suppose they do make these things as substitutes for if you do not have people around you and things like that just to bring some comfort to you but that's that's an idea isn't it the hugging chair sounds interesting and also uh rent, yeah rent a friend there are sort of agencies <laughs> in japan that um you oh, can gosh. rent a friend and, and those friends will, will hug you um you know uh, they're not girlfriends or anything they can be people of the same uh, sex or or yeah. of the opposite sex and it's literally depending on what you pay maybe it's somebody you talk to if you pay a bit more maybe they go for a meal with you um oh. and, yeah so so, you know, it's, it's a bit sad. Uh, well, yeah, it's because... But it's uh, nice to know that there is that, that option, you know, I suppose. Exactly. Yeah, well, so it's. I, I think loneliness is, is a really good topic as well, that, that underlying mm. thing, especially during the pandemic where we talked a little bit more about uh, social dis distancing. And also people spend a lot mm. more time by themselves rather than socialising because they're worried about getting the virus. Yeah, and things are still like that, certainly in, in China and Hong Kong and, you know, the, you know, this whole thing about social distancing and obviously COVID is still very much there and, and the restrictions are there. So, you know, I'm sure that the whole thing, we've probably gone a little bit backward with the, the whole hugging aspect that people are very cautious now. And it'll be a while before things settle down to sort of normality that they were like three years ago and stuff. Exactly. So that's something that we may have to work a little bit harder on. Yeah, well, thank you so much for your time this afternoon, Sadia, and I look forward to chatting with you again next week and safe travels yes. back tomorrow. All the best. Thank you very much. Thank Bye you ever so much. See you then. Bye. And a